0: Listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G, I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is...
1: The horror buddy, the other Mike. How you doing?
0: (laughs) You are the horror buddy at this point, I
1: I (laughs) am. It's fun, though. I like talking about this stuff.
0: (laughs) So, this week, we are going to be discussing Friday the 13th, the movie series because horror. uh, Which is a movie series that you were pointing out when we were looking at the list of them. has not seen a real update in quite some time, although... Uh, We will touch upon this. I'm pretty sure they're working on a TV series prequel called Camp Crystal Lake or something.
1: I believe I've seen something about that, yes.
0: So, I don't know if it has a channel attached to it yet, but that's supposedly what's going on now that the rights to the franchise have been worked out. Because that's the weird thing with this. The franchise is caught between the writer of the original movie, Miller, and Cunningham, the director, and... Like, them who did it, and then some of the people that were involved later. And so, like, when the rights were sold from Paramount to New Line, it caused a big snafu, and now no one's really sure who owns anything, but some of the rights at least were worked out for Camp Crystal Lake to happen. It's it's strange. Because TV rights are, of course, their own stupid thing in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, you gotta have (laughs) rights to everything, and inside-outs and upside-downs and loopholes It's you know... (laughs) A lot for us fans to endure just to get the product into our faces.
0: It's dumb. Friday the 13th started off as a, a slasher movie inspired by the slasher movies that had come out just a little while beforehand. Basically, you're looking at Black Christmas and Halloween, which we haven't yeah. touched upon Black Christmas, although at some point we can go do those three movies if you so want. They're Only the first one's really any good. Um, right, right. Yeah, but because the, we had Christmas and then we had Halloween, and then mm-hmm. soon after, like, everyone else was like, oh, well, holiday horror movies seem to work out well. So we got, like, My Bloody Valentine and Prom Night and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other shit. Not all of them are exactly hot holidays, but, always oh, April Fool's Day, um, New-, New Year's Evil. I think I've watched and reviewed most of these, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then Friday the 13th, which is arguably the most successful of any of the holiday slasher flicks to come out other than the Halloween series.
1: Yeah, it's such an interesting thing. Like, you know, Friday the 13th is synonymous with, like, you know, horror and, like, you know, evil and all that kind of stuff. And, like, you got to really credit this franchise, I think, for kind of doing that and making that the way things are. A lot of people look at Friday the 13th as a bad omen, and it probably just comes from this film franchise. It's pretty amazing.
0: It's interesting just to see this one because, you know, Halloween and Friday the 13th and then everything else that you would think maybe would start a, a franchise, Didn't Mm -hmm. really. I mean, Black Christmas wasn't primed for it, but you know if um, My Bloody Valentine had been more successful, they would have found a way to do more minor pick slasher flicks out of that, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Prom Night managed to rate, like, five movies in the franchise and no one even liked any of them
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think I, I watch a lot of really bad horror movies and a lot of really good horror movies i don't think i've seen much more than the first one of those so. <laughs>
0: i'm pretty sure you can't even get i think it's the third one um is moratorium and you just can't find it anywhere so right yeah, yeah. yeah and that happens with a lot of horror franchises where their rights get snatched up for individual movies by different people and then they just end up in archives and never to be seen again uh,
1: someone's basement in a box somewhere.
0: Right, yeah, they have the reels, and those reels are dying, and oh well, too bad, Prom Night 3, I guess no one gets to see you now. Um <laughs> That really probably wasn't much of a loss. But no, yeah. like, I, I, like in theory, I like the Friday the 13th series. I think that its growth and its evolution is interesting. Uh, more interesting in what they had planned than what I think ends up on the screen. But it right. is certainly interesting to see one of the few instances, in the first movie anyway, of a female killer.
1: Yeah, you know, little known. Fa- well, maybe a well-known fact for most people that um, yeah. you know that <laughs> the fans of the franchise. But the killer in the original movie, not even Jason. It is his mm-hmm. mother, mm-hmm. Uh, taking revenge for her son being, you know, drowning by a neglectful group of camp counselors. Hence the the bloody rampage that the mother takes through the counselors at Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, so very interesting. And Jason doesn't become the you know the main antagonist of the franchise until you know part two.
0: And he doesn't even get his um, iconic mask until the third film.
1: Correct. Yeah. I think he's just wearing like a satchel or something on his face the first time. And then yeah, just,
0: just a, a, a sack. Just just sack. Yeah. Cloth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, it's the fact that that iconic mask came in in the third movie when the original creators are no longer involved that causes much of this problem because how can you use the iconic character when you didn't make the iconic character?
1: Yeah. I mean, the uh, iconic kind of character we know today is not the same one from the original couple films. But I mean, I think it's for the better in the long. I think I find Jason as one of the more, you know, just his sheer violence in the movies and the way he kills people is is like no other. You know, you get a lot of really good deaths from Michael Myers and, and you know, some superhuman strength and all that. But Jason, like, he'll straight fold you in half like a lawn chair. I mean, you've seen him kill some people in some really vicious ways, which I'm a big fan of and I'm here
0: for it. <laughs> The metaphysical Jason, definitely. The one who who suddenly has superpowers after uh, Jason lives, part six. Because you're not wrong. The -hmm. Jason we have in the later films is really not the same Jason from the first couple. Like, uh, Pamela Voorhees dies at the end of the first one. Spoilers, I know. Um, And then (laughs) Jason supposedly dies at the end of the second one. And then the second one does a tag ending where they basically do the tag ending of the first one. But it's Pamela come back from the dead to kill the next person, which doesn't make it.
1: Um, yeah, man.
0: And it's only with like the hockey mask, and then the slowly like, oh well, Jason's still alive. That mm-hmm. you know that they they try to stretch it out, and even then, like the inappropriately named the final chapter, the fourth movie in a eleven twelve movie franchise at this point. Uh, <laughs> they wanted Jason to die. Like the implication mm-hmm. for the fifth movie was that it's not even Jason. Something that they decided to walk back afterwards. But I think right. it would have been much more interesting if like Jason as an identity was more like the Scream killer, where after a certain point, whoever's doing it dies, and the next person that's inspired by it picks up the slack and goes, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah it kind of takes up the mantle, and we'll do the Scream franchise. That was our original plan today, but, you know, me, not knowing there was a brand new Scream <laughs> Scream that came out a couple months ago, I saw the most recent last year, which I was a huge fan of. Uh, so I got some homework to do before the next <laughs> time we get together in a few weeks, and I'm gonna do that. But, uh... You know, yeah, I mean like the takes on like takes up the mantle of the previous killer and kind of, you know, evolves and makes things better and you know, more interesting plot wise for the next movie is kind of the, the you know the the theme of Scream and if you know the killer can be anybody. Uh, this one you know who the killer is and you know you're done when you see him. It's pretty simple.
0: Yeah, when Jason shows up, it's Jason, uh, in every movie except for like the first and the fifth. And mm-hmm. I think it might even the fifth, it might be Jason. That one was such a confused movie. It was, yeah. it was they really didn't know what they wanted to do they wanted some new killer that they were introducing to be the bad guy but then they kind of walked that back in the 6th movie and then just completely ignored it for the new blood where they had him fight essentially to carry
1: yeah, it's very strange, and you know, Jason lives part six, and it was where they're like, "Oh, we made a mistake. He's back. Okay, here we go."
0: A bolt of lightning resurrects him. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know,
1: it's it's you know the, this ever growing presence of just demonicness that Jason is, and mm-hmm. you know the connection to the underworld. You know the the very strong ties of hell into the movies and all that. Pretty mm-hmm. cool.
0: So yeah, it's I think it's interesting if we we look at it in in the context of the chunks of the series. Because there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of movies, and I'll be honest with you, they kind of run together for me. Oh, look, Guy with Machete is back. But, like, right. you can tell that the franchise is feeling itself out for the first four films. Because, you know, we go from Pamela to Jason, to Jason with the hockey mask, and then Jason dies. And the mm-hmm. kid that kills him at the end of number four was supposed to be the killer moving forward, except they decided not to commit to that.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that it was, uh, you know, Crispin Glover was in the movie in, in the fourth one. You know, great actor uh, from, you know, uh, Back to the Ginny. Future frame. Yeah, yeah, Back to the Future frame and and such. And I, I think a young Corey Feldman with the shaved head is in the yep. movie as well. Uh, you know, yep. kind of takes yeah. on that that violent appearance of Jason at the end of the movie, killing him and all that.
0: Uh-huh. He's uh he's a kid who's really into horror movies and like horror masks and so forth. And mm-hmm. so. He, like, somehow, like, takes on Jason's, like, murderous rage by the end of the film, which is just weird. But, I mean, yeah. it's Corey Feldman, he already always looks like he has a slightly murderous rage. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And that's Tommy Jarvis, who would then go on to feature in the next two films of the series. So it's kind of like you get an opening trilogy. That's where the movie's kind of, or the franchise is kind of finding its mythology. Right, and then you right. had a second trilogy that was supposed to transition us to a news killer, except, like... Tommy Jarvis is set up as the killer at the end of the fourth, leads into the fifth, where he's supposed to be the killer, and then (laughs) isn't. Uh, And then the sixth movie completely rewrites his character and makes him into a hero, which makes no sense.
1: Yeah, it's a strange choice yeah. and, and whatnot, but you, yeah. you can see it. Like you said, you know, the, the first movie kind of stands alone as mm-hmm. what it is with Pamela being the killer. And then the second three, two, three, and four, kind of their own little trilogy. And then four, five, and six do the same thing, its own little trilogy kind of – um or, or five, six, and seven, excuse me, running into its own little mini meta trilogy right there. And then things get really weird with Jason Takes Manhattan and, and whatnot. But, I mean, <laughs> that's, it's, that's it's fine. That's it where like- yeah, <laughs> it's fine. You know, he's Jason. Like a lot of his movies are, you know, backwater, country, camp mm-hmm. kind of. You know, killing scenes and scenarios. So when he goes to the big city, like you know, think like, let loose this giant killer in this huge city. There's going to be this enormous body count. It's just like kind of a. It's oh, an okay yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of an okay movie, but. Eh, he kills a lot
0: of people on the cruise ship, and then doesn't right. really kill much of anyone once he gets to the city. You're like, really, really? He's still yeah. focused on these stupid teens that have run off. He cares. Jason doesn't yeah. care. Jason just sees bodies and kills them.
1: Yeah, you know, dragging bodies and yeah. and whatnot yeah. and, you know, yeah. bringing home to his mother's severed head on the altar. That's what he does. Yeah,
0: that's what you do. I mean, if mm-hmm. you got to bring her a present, you were out. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> Mommy Dearest, yeah. yeah
0: right? No, it's just, it's just how, that's what you do. Mother's yeah. Day, you bring a head. That's that's how that works. No, <laughs> so, like... So I think there are, there are interesting parts of the later films. Because uh, mm. I, I like the idea of transitioning away from Jason, not that it did it. Uh, and mm. I think that this movie could have done, or this franchise could have done it much more smoothly than what Halloween tried to do, which we talked about in the last horror podcast, where right. you're like, okay, Michael's dead, let's do a killer Halloween mask movie instead. which just, I mean, I appreciate the gusto with which they attacked that story. That was mm. not the right story. Stand but,
1: alone, it's an okay it's film. an okay
0: it, film, yeah.
1: It, you know, it, but uh, you try to incorporate that into a franchise that is synonymous with a single villain, and it, yeah. it it just doesn't really work for me.
0: No, it doesn't work. But it's interesting to think that, you know, all it takes to make a new killer in this franchise is give them a hockey mask. And had they committed to Tommy Jarvis being the bad guy, uh, mm-hmm. a, a character played by three different actors across three <laughs> films, let's know, right. Um, right. I think that would have been an interesting touch. They didn't commit to it. They decided to make Jason a supernatural killer and he gets resurrected by a lightning bolt in the sixth one, fights a psychic girl in the seventh one, and then mm-hmm. gets killed by sewer waste in the eighth. I'm kind of confused by that whole ending. Yeah, um, I, I don't know.
1: Strange, <laughs> strange choices abound in that movie.
0: Jason takes Manhattan. It's just bad. Let's just put it yeah. that way. But yeah. I actually, for what it is, the new when New Line Cinema takes over and they started with Jason Goes to Hell, I Mm -hmm. actually didn't hate that movie. Now, you note, everything that New Line Cinema has done, which is three films, they don't use the Friday the 13th thing, and I'm pretty sure that's because they weren't allowed to. Their movies have Jason in the title. But Mm -hmm. Jason Goes to Hell, as weird as it is, it's gorier, it's slimier. it adds Mm -hmm. a lot of mythology that isn't in the franchise and doesn't make a lot of sense in the context of the franchise. Mm -hmm. But as a single Jason movie all on its own, I kind of liked it.
1: It's pretty good. Like yeah. you know, it it touches on some interesting things, some new meta in there, like you were saying, and you bring bake back Jason, and you know, kind of bring way. him into the '90s in the yeah. way, in a way, you know, and it's yeah. really makes him fresh. It's four year gap in between Takes Manhattan and The Final Friday. Um, so the first
0: time the films franchise had ever had a gap that big because most of them yeah. were yearly releases or within. Within
1: a year and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were kind of an and you know released about a year apart all the time throughout the eighties. Mm-hmm. There was eight of them in the eighties so alone.
0: For, yeah, yeah. Some, kind of summers around, let's go see Jason kill some kids.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So definitely a neat little some touches in there, and I'm I, I like the movie too. Um, I thought it was really good. I saw it as a younger kid, probably too young to have seen it when I did, oh, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. It, it was a good movie, and it really kind of introduced. That was really my introduction to Jason was mm-hmm. this movie. uh in 93 that was that was when i learned who jason was you know i knew jason takes manhattan when i was younger i was like seven when that movie came out so i remember seeing the theater posters and whatnot (laughs) but i couldn't see it at seven years old but at 11 you know with having access to hbo i mean i mean let's go let's watch jason let's watch a horror movie on a saturday night at one in the morning or something and And it, it it was good
0: i think as an introduction to the jason franchise and this actually explains why you enjoy him so much this is a good film for it. It's got story. It's got a cool mythology. It actually Mm -hmm. does the thing that we were talking about earlier. Jason actually transitions from one body to another and finds a way to continue himself in an interesting way. Like, Mm -hmm. I like this one much more for what it tries to do and the big swings it takes than some of the other dumb movies like Jason fighting a psychic girl or
1: Jason. I just remember still like you know the 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 coroner picking up the heart in this movie and eating it and just yeah. him becoming so Jason. And I'm like, oh god, what is this? Oh my god, this is so gross. And yeah. oh, it's so good. <laughs> and it, it's it's a good movie. It's 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 a lot of you know. There's gore. There's good plot. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a good introduction, like you said, to the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. If if this is your first one, and for me it was.
0: You know, when we actually finally do a food podcast at some point, we should make Jason Mask burgers like her in this movie. Oh,
1: yeah. heck yeah, man. Yeah, that'd, that'd be so old. good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, so after that, 1993, yeah. the final the Friday. One, yeah, yeah, and, and, and oh. I had high hopes for this one in a way, you know, nine years gap there in between this one, two ninety three so to terrible. 2002. Yeah. and. At, I remember liking it when I saw it because it was Jason again, and I hadn't seen a new Jason movie in many years, and I was a fan of it. But it was like you said, it was just it was just really bad. There were some you. good kills, some decent gore. Um, it, you, you, this was some weird frame of Hollywood where a lot of things were kind of going to like space or whatever. Uh-huh. So like, hey, uh-huh. let's bring Jason into space. You know, it's set like in a futuristic Earth where they go back to get his remains or whatever to yeah. kind of just figure out what's going on and, mm-hmm. and, and what what this killer was all about. It's like a bunch of kids and, and a teacher and students. It was just,
0: so weird. So
1: it was so a weird, weird plot. and yeah. But, you know, the, the deaths were kind of cool. There was some the good airport. stuff. Yeah,
0: there was a a lab tech who gets, like, frozen cryogenically frozen and then shattered. I liked that yeah. one. So a few, yeah. a few decent impalings. Like, mm-hmm. if you just saw clips of the kills on YouTube, you'd probably think it was a decent, low-budget movie. But it you, you did raise a point that I want to like sidestep to for a second. The '90s and the early 2000s were a strange time for horror <laughs> franchises
1: because you yeah. like
0: it's like every one of the of the big franchises when they ran out of ideas had to go to the ghetto, mm-hmm. and they had to go to space.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. like
0: <laughs> fr- Friday the Thirteenth did it with uh, Takes Manhattan and um, Jason X. That's what it's called, mm-hmm. not Jason Ten. It is. They literally called it Jason X. Not, yeah, show. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You had Leprechaun, which went to space, yes. and then two times in the ghetto, no less.
1: Yeah, Leprechaun I mean, in the hood, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> and I kind of feel like uh, the Hellraiser franchise started it, because they did mm-hmm. Hell on Earth, which was set in New York, not London like the previous two, or whatever right, English right. suburb they were in. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the fourth one, Bloodline, took you to space, like... They started this whole stupid thing. And and then, of course, the Muppets also did it, which is just weird in its own (laughs) way.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you want to talk about some scary horror right there. The The Muppets Muppets might. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It it was like, it was a formula theme that, you know, movies did. You you went here, you went there, and if you didn't get a space movie, and you were kind of being left behind.
0: And And that, I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies never did that. They just sucked in their own way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But no, like Jason X is. Potential of what they could have done, and I just, I think part of the problem is they just didn't have the budget to pull off something like that. I mean, the movie was made on fourteen million, and there's just yeah. no way you can do a space station set film for fourteen million and not have it yeah. cheap. No, yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure there was Christmas lights in the movies in places. Sure like it's, just... <laughs> it's, it's,
0: yeah. it's a lot of smoke machines and a lot of bare lighting to try and make it look like, like, yeah. like, like an aliens set, but without like. The production value
1: the, yeah, yeah yeah
0: the best part of that movie is when he ends up on the holodeck and kills a couple of campers in their sleeping bags yeah they're they're like saying stuff <laughs> while he's smacking them against the tree a
1: tree it's so dumb
0: <laughs> and that was that oh. was like the one time where i actually paid attention in that film because it was yeah. the only time it showed creativity
1: yeah so. it, it was it was good and it's it's like you know it just shows jason has a sense of humor as yeah. well yep. Yep. <laughs> which is which is funny
0: by comparison, Jason or Freddy versus Jason is at least watchable, but I kind of feel like a lesser entry from both franchises.
1: I'm a fan of this movie, okay. um, because like I, we we briefly touched on this a couple a while back, talking uh-huh. about just like you know sheer body count, and this right yeah. here, this movie just the body count is not even close, Jason to Freddy, and and yes to your <laughs> point there is the beginning of the movie which can be argued that Freddy's pulling the strings and a lot of those kills should be credited to him. Fair. Even though at the same time it's still probably three to one Jason throughout the movie. And I really (laughs) think
0: like the first act of the film is probably where it's at its best because it's its most creative. It has Jason doing kills to help Freddy even though Jason doesn't want to. Um, And so you've got this like this cool idea about how to merge the two franchises together and Use one to resurrect the other and do so mm-hmm. forth. I like that. Um, and there's yeah. even some creepy scenes where, like, Jason knocks a girl out and then Freddy invades her dreams. And you're getting this cool, yeah. like, back and forth between the two. And I love that. The problem is when they start separating the two characters out. And it's not the battle between them, the battle between them is fine. Um, right. But it's when Freddy goes back to being Freddy. And it's mm-hmm. the Freddy of the later films where he's more comedic and not as scary. And yeah. It's, on full display here, and it feels so totally different from the first half of the film,
1: yeah Freddie is is. You know, kind of a really cerebral kind of killer in movies. You know, he comes at you in your dreams. He lives off your fear. It's how he has power and whatnot. But he definitely has a lot of one liners and a lot of shtick mm-hmm. that goes into like this character and the evolution of this character in, in the film franchise that he had. And Robert Unglund does a great job uh, playing Freddie. And I'm, I'm I'm a fan of his work and he does a really fantastic job in this movie, even coming back, you know, a much older Robert Unglund playing Freddy still in this movie.
0: It, still plays it well. And I gotta oh, yes. say although we're going to touch upon or the Nightmare series at some point. There was, mm-hmm. at one point, he proposed, because he didn't want to keep doing the makeup after this film, but he proposed mm-hmm. doing a uh, series of prequel movies that explored mm-hmm. him as like a killer before he gets killed by the parents. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought that would have been interesting, because I'll just take more Freddy Krueger. He's just such a great character.
1: He's he's my least favorite of the top three, you know, Michael, Jason, uh, Freddy. Um, but definitely, in, in, in a vacuum... Back- the performance, of the most compelling villain. You yeah. know, you, you yeah. get the depth and the gore from Jason and Michael Sure, but Freddie definitely plays the mind games well and and you know, better than the other two for sure. The
0: other two don't play mind games. Like,
1: no, honestly,
0: <laughs> it's, it's as we touched upon. Michael Myers is basically Jason Voorhees with a William Shatner mask. Jason yeah. Voorhees is just Michael Myers with a hockey mask. Like the two yeah. of them are so in, entwined with each other like, mythologically speaking, for what they can do, especially once they give up on any pretense of Michael Myers ever being able to be killed, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. very similar in their approaches of just, you know, kill the kids and move on, kill the kids and move on. Uh, You know, Freddie... Yeah, Freddy, you know, likes to toy with his victims and make him scared and bring the fear out. Mm. So I'll give Freddy his credit where credit is due. Um, but this movie did show the superiority, in my opinion, that Freddy would get his ass whooped by Jason.
0: <laughs> well, <and laughs> no I doubt it that, about it. That's the weird thing, is that they prove that Freddy has the power to control him. And it's the second that Freddy gets pulled out into the real world, which is a contrivance they've done in more than one film. And it just sounds yeah. so dumb each time they do it. That, of mm-hmm. course, that's when he loses his power, because sure. now he's not in your dreams. He's just this doofus that, like, has a claw hand. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, now, no. And, I'm,
0: and, I'm with and
1: you he on that. still has, you know, the, the brains and the thought process, and, you know, he's still Freddy, uh, but loses that, like, touch of immortality he has coming at you in your dreams. Yeah.
0: Now, if I want someone that's comedic and weird and will play games with you, I'm going to go with Chucky over that, because Chucky's at least yeah. fucked up.
1: So. yeah and D- chucky is, is an interesting character and we'll get into that franchise oh. at some point as well that's a, that's a that's a good one um but i, I like freddie versus jason i think it's a it's a good body count movie it's a fun movie to like you know throw on like when you know we're we're in our late teens early 20s like mm-hmm. having a sleepover at a friend's house to watch some horror movies to throw on freddie versus jason like that's what that movie was to me um i it's special place in my heart but is it a good movie no <laughs> well
0: and like, there's a part of me that is all, a little sad that we didn't then get the crossover of Freddy versus Jason versus Ash that was proposed at one point, all because mm-hmm. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell said no, and I really can't blame them for that, you know? Yeah, they have to yeah. control of that, and they would have been basically tying their franchise to another franchise, and who knows what the franchise rights would have been. They, they've struggled to just get what franchise rights they have for the Evil Dead series in their own mm-hmm. hands anyway. Oh, right. But there's a part of me that's like, you resurrect Jason and Freddy via the Necronomicon. That's a creative <laughs> idea. I like that.
1: that. That's an interesting thought, yeah. Maybe yeah. You know, we'll get a series or something one day, something a little less productive. productive. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be, that could be fun. That could yeah, be there fun. Was,
0: there was a comic, and there was a sequel comic, uh, Nightmare Warriors. I believe mm. is what it was called. And I, I didn't actually get the sequel one, but the first book was okay. It was fine. You can see what the, where the creativity of the ideas was, but that's three franchises that you have to balance all the needs for and that's that's a bit
1: much yeah yeah Yeah. a lot a lot of creative ideas in that room
0: yeah there was there was there was a lot of creative ideas that's great uh that (laughs) all leads us of course however to the new friday the 13th from 2009 new being a relative term when we're talking 14 years ago at this point
1: yeah we're Um, new we're due for a new one
0: we are i didn't i'm gonna say i didn't hate this movie like it's it doesn't tread that far from the basic concept. I think, like, Freddy, or, not Freddy. Uh, I think uh, Jason wanders around in a burlap sack again for a bit before getting his hockey mask, because this was supposed to be a reboot, but it's now just considered part of the franchise with some early retelling pieces to it. Right. But, um, like, the kills are decent. There's, I'm going to admit, there's a shit ton of gratuitous nudity in this film to just keep yeah. you awake. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the production values are good It was done by like Michael Bay's production company Platinum Dunes And if nothing mm. else, it's a very handsome Friday the 13th movie <laughs>
1: Yeah, it really kind of brings it into a modern look, uh-huh. uh, which they kind of thought they were maybe doing with Jason X, and you know yeah. maybe tried to do with Freddy vs. Jason, um, but you could the, the production value, like you said, definitely went up. Uh, it this is a solid movie, uh, good kills. Um, Danielle Panabaker uh, in the movie as like you know kind of that like new Scream queen. She had a few more franchise, uh, a few more appearances in other horror movies after that. I was a big fan of her from Sky High, uh, not a horror yeah. movie, but I mean could be if you look at it. Um,
0: <laughs> it's, a I mean,
1: it's a fun movie. Um, <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yeah, and and just, just overall, just a really solid uh, Jason movie. And it mm-hmm. kind of sad that this is the last one, but this is where they left it for a while. Like I'm okay with it. This was a good movie uh, for what it was. It grossed some pretty good movie in the box office compared to some of the other ones of recent memory. So the fans kind of liked it. I, I thought it was a solid movie. I agree.
0: I mean, you can see why it didn't like maybe warrant an immediate sequel even if you ignore the licensing issues it made mm-hmm. 90 against a budget of like 15 whereas mm-hmm. jason versus freddy managed to clear almost 120 mil like mm-hmm. six years earlier um mm-hmm. like from that perspective you could see paramount going sure it didn't cost us that much when we made our money back but was this a disappointing return of investment should it have done better uh, like i don't know i mean it it certainly outperformed all the previous friday the 13th that didn't also feature uh freddy in
1: that fight. yeah there wasn't so, like a crossover you know yeah, i that think that a
0: crossover. the power of,
1: the- of Freddie versus jason with the name value of Freddie in the name as well added a couple million to that total i think for sure you wanted to oh, see yeah. that battle you wanted to see these two titans of horror go at it against each other and see who would come out on top and, and, and interesting enough three different endings to that movie with you know three different victories <laughs> <laughs>
0: Depending upon who Jason won. Jason versus Freddy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, they had one where Freddy won, one where Jason won, which is the one that technically made it, and one where it was ambiguous, which yeah. is pretty neat. That's neat.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is interesting to look at it. Like, it, it, it does out, this new one does outperform all everything, including the original movie, although the original movie made in 1980, it's $60 is a lot more in modern dollars. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it didn't, it, it certainly outperformed the last three or four that were made by other companies. Because, like, I think Jason was uh, from six through 10, Jason was averaging 15 to 20 million. That was all he was making. And it was, it's not a lot. I mean, it's, it, it's fine when all your movies cost is $3 million. That's still a nice return on investment. But right. When right. your movies start costing, like, $65 million, um or not $65 when your movies start costing $19 million, Mm-hmm. Uh, not making 92 on it isn't quite as good a return of this, but it's still profitable. Like yes. by Hollywood math, it's still profitable for a slasher film.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: they probably expected more.
1: I would think so. Yeah. Um, you know, you the number sounds like kind of laughable when you hear some of the other totals that movies <laughs> no, right. have gotten. But think it but to your point, it's it's solid for a slasher movie. I mean, not every movie is going to have you know the the box office power of a scream you know that that can get people to go in there and see it or or something to that le- you know like so 90 million dollars decent and the best performance by a movie in the franchise like you said that didn't have another mm-hmm. you know guest villain in the movie like Freddy did so yeah. i i think it's solid yeah
0: no and i mean the scream franchise has been trucking up at how much it costs as well um, yeah, you about- know, having to pay
1: some of those actors a little bit more money as they've uh-huh. gotten older, and they're like, oh, you want me to come back and do another one? Okay, this one's going to cost you a little bit more, like, yep. okay.
0: But they do get a good return on investment. I mean, the lowest performing was the fourth one, which is the weakest of that franchise, and right. even it made almost $100 million. Yeah, So, yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking at. Like, you can see why people are like, man, we got to keep making screen movies, because when you compare it to, like, the Friday the 13th films, which, oh, we were lucky to get $10 million on this one. <laughs> Oh, so No, I I don't hate the Friday series, but I've always felt that Friday the 13th was a lesser entry, especially when, like, in my head, he's just doing what Michael Myers does, and we've got Michael Myers. Michael Myers is fantastic, you know?
1: And and Michael does a lot of things really well and better than Jason in some aspects. Mm -hmm. I think the the thing that Jason has over Michael is the violence. Uh, Michael does some pretty violent kills, sure. As the series Uh, goes on. Yeah, yeah. As the series goes on, but Jason, like, I mean, he, I could. Just some movies I see, like, he, there was the one with the boyfriend where he stabs him through the back with a machete on the bed, and then folds the bed in half and just, you know, <laughs> folds the kid in half. And then there's the one where, um, you know, the the two teenagers are having sex in the tent at the beginning, and Jason just impales over the road sign and rips her in half. Like, it's yeah, just, that's
0: that's that's a final or the Jason goes to hell. That one, that one, I saw that particular scene in stills in a mm. copy of um. Uh, phantasmagoria that my sister got me, which she got it for me when I was like 15. and I see this and it shows all <laughs> of it in there with the nudity and everything. I'm like, I'm not certain my sister browsed through this magazine before she got yeah. it for me, but I would keep reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this,
1: this is holding my attention right it's, now.
0: It got my attention. It was a very iconic uh sequence right there. That's one of the best kills in that movie and maybe for yeah. the whole franchise.
1: Yeah, because yep. like, you know, it's coming, you know that yep. that but I mean, just yep. the way he did it. And just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I still just see her just being cut in half of the road sign. I'm like, wow, that's, well, that's and, interesting.
0: And it's an impressive special effect, because right up until like, they do the cut, like, it's, it's one shot from what it looks like, but mm-hmm. she gets ripped in half. And you're like, at some point, it stops being the actress. And it starts right. being this prosthetic that they yeah. just seamed up and it looks so good.
1: It's a really good practical effect, which mm-hmm. uh, we've had a discussion uh, in some movies how practical effects are obviously better yeah, than CGI. CGI has its place, it has its money, and, and it's, its it's place in movies and the budget, I get it. Uh, but you're never going to top practical effects in a movie, especially ones like that.
0: That are um, done well. You get a good yeah. artist like Tom Savini or someone in there to do <laughs> mm-hmm. proper special effects. They're going to look better than anything you can crank out in a computer.
1: Yeah, and you know some recent movies that have decided to go the the CGI route over the practical effects route have suffered for it. Yep, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get on that one again some will, other. One, one of my favorite horror movies is the thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, no, I, I think it's a it's a solid. I can see why he's rated uh, among the slasher killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, his franchise went twelve films, and not many slasher franchises go that far. Like. Only Halloween is up there that close. The nightmares petered out before they got there. Chucky is only managing to slowly crawl his way up to that number, and it's taking Mm -hmm. a TV series to do it. So, like, yeah, no, he's definitely one of the reigning kings of killers. Mm. Um, But he's not my.
1: No, and, and like I said, Jason's one of my favorites, uh, definitely, you know, but he he's on the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of, of horror killers, but he is not the killer that Michael is, that's for yeah. sure.
0: He's the guy that tucks in there in the middle between the other faces that you notice more prominently.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. But I think the real lesson we need to take away from all of this is if you're a teenager, do not go anywhere near a summer camp. Okay? (laughs) Just don't. Just don't. Is there a summer camp in your town that you can point to and you know where it's at? You need to move. Go somewhere else. Stop being near it okay? Yeah.
1: If your parents give you the option of summer camp versus your cousin's house for the summer, go to your cousin's house. Just do yourself a favor. They can be like, you,
0: you, you can go to summer camp where you can go hang out with the math nerds. Like, I'm gonna become a mathlete, okay? Yeah, I am not yeah. getting killed by the hockey mascot.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm pass <laughs> on that. I don't wanna be, you know, murdered by some <laughs> horrific person because my camp counselors can't stop having sex around the corner. Like, right? you know, I'm, I'm and, good.
0: Yeah, it's not even when they have sex anymore. They could just no. be perfectly prim and proper and Jason's like, well, you're here at Camp Tristola you must be bad. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. have some have some standards, okay?
1: <laughs> His standard is death and you'll <laughs> like
0: it. <laughs> uh, I suppose so. This yeah. has been Not So light from Asteroid G. War. standard is not death, but we do hope you'll like it. I'm your host, Mike Kinklestein, <laughs> and with me in the booth was, of course...
1: Mike, the horror guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we will see you guys next time.